Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 89, episode 3 of Dare Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries hmm. and fuck Fox News. Fuck off. It's Wednesday, July 3rd, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Pour Some Jack O'Brien from Hannah Soltis and Def Leppard. And I'm thrilled to be joined by today's co-host. Uh, see, I still have the copy from when you weren't here. Uh, I'm thrilled to be That's joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Yes, it is Miles Gray. Uh, thank you already to at Andy Rack for these anagrams I'm about to hit you with. I'm very jealous of Caitlin Durante's name and all the just amazing ways her uh, name becomes many other words. So is Miles Gray, aka Mary Giles, aka I'm Liar Gas, aka Say Rim Jail, uh, Gel, aka I Sly Gamer, Slimy Rag, and Misery Gal. Misery Gal. Misery Gal is my <laughs> carnival, uh, yeah, cosplay I do, Ooh. where I'm like a emo, like a goth sort of uh, Trinidadian dancer, Trini dancer. Man. Misery Gal. Anagrams, so much yeah. fun. Uh, what's the anagram in uh, the Da Vinci Code, which is like intellectual like puzzles for dumb people, where it's like it, it, it ends up being Leonardo Da Vinci, but it's like I. Oh, I, I, I don't know. But it's like real obvious. I felt like that was the it's book. Like, like oh, all my friends' shit. dads were like, man, the Da Vinci Code, man. Yeah, yeah. No, fucking Dan Brown. My dad like was like, you got to read it. And then what was the other one? Like Angels and Demons or yeah, something? Angels in the Outfield, I believe. Yeah, right, called. exactly. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the great guests of the Daily Zeitgeist. Mm hmm. He is the hilarious and talented Mr. Chris Crofton. Hey, what's up? Hey. How are you guys Thanks. doing? I didn't know Good. if I was supposed to talk about the Da Vinci Code because I hadn't been introduced. Yeah, well, now you can. But I'm one of those old dudes who read the Da Vinci Code. And? I was like, well, I was like, You're this like, is exciting. You. Yeah? You were yeah. feeling it? Yeah. Well, I mean, for I a minute. It doesn't seem like it's a not exciting book. Yeah. Any kind of mystery I like. I was yeah. in I mean, my 20s. Even if it's not true, I like it. I was in my 20s, uh, <laughs> even if it's not true. I mean, true. if it's supposed to be true and it's kind of disproven, I right. still stay on board yeah, yeah. and pretend it's true. No, so I think that's I'm like, fiction. it must have been sort of true. Yeah. There's obviously truth to it or else no one will be writing about it. Holy Blood, Holy Grail. Do you know that book? No. Okay, Holy, <laughs> Holy Blood, Holy Grail is a book that is about like some monk that found secret papers in a in a pillar in an old like Templar monastery and stuff and it's like they wrote a whole book and it's really convincing and then it just turns out the whole thing's a fraud. Oh, but really? I refuse to concede that it's a fraud Thank even God. though the people who made it said it's a fraud. And but I'm still like I don't I think that they're saying it's a fraud cuz it's too real and right. they're trying to keep it uh, still on the double on the double download. So you're pointing to your temple I mean, when you say that. You're like, mm, I, I see do. your game. You saw I'll play your game. I mean, there's some very interesting <laughs> ideas built into the Da Vinci Code that are true, like that society was constructed for men to control women somewhat, and like the current iteration of society, Western society, and uh, the the one instituted by the Catholic Church. Like those are very interesting thoughts on history. Hmm. Uh, I just don't know. I don't even know what the Da Vinci Code really is. I think it's uh, what is it? Somebody in the I think it was just Last a Supper. Or somebody was up, bald. up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start, select, or something like that. It's like the, the bald guy. At the, there was some guy at the Last Supper that was bald. Um, and that many was that's a code or something. Like no. there's like a guy in the painting that's got like oh, a cell phone right. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like tweeting about it. Yeah, he's like, I know how to use the codex already. 
Yeah, something like like uh, like the Beatles with what Paul was barefoot, and that means he's dead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Remember on the Abbey Road cover where they were like, Paul's yeah. barefoot, and that means he's, he's dead, dead, which seems like a leap. Been dead. Yeah. How's Wait. your cold brew? I, it's, it's cooking. I didn't drink cold brew all morning. I know. You said, I'm, I'm saving it for the I show. Because I saved it for the show, and I had the most miserable ride over here. I thought, like... I had the darkest thoughts. Like yeah. I was like on the way over here, like life isn't worth living. And then I had some cold, cold brew, brew, and now I feel like, fuck, worth living. I want to find out a thousand piece puzzle. I want to find out about the Da Vinci Code. Let's I solve wanna, history. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to decode. The, you know what? Fuck it, man. You guys want to go to Italy right now? <laughs> I want to decode all the codes. How quickly uh, can you have your pack, bags packed for Rome? <laughs> Um, I just love that the book is like the, all this information that is like historically relevant and, you know, interesting theories on history is like hidden within all these like Sudoku like puzzles. <laughs> right, right, it's right. It's like, all right. If you're uh, not good at puzzles, forget about it. And now you must solve the New York Times crossword puzzle uh, to, to get this next clue. Anyways, Chris, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about, such as uh, we are going to take a brief tour. So Chris is a double threat, a musician, comedian, uh, performer, so maybe a triple threat. But uh, we're, we're going to take a tour of a brilliant release from the triple threat, Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. He is an actor. He is a house flipper, and he is... <laughs> Uh, we are now learning a musician, uh, and he teased us all, uh, had us all begging for it with his uh, with his release on Twitter of himself in the studio uh, scat scatting. No, uh, not scatting. Putting down a fucking a vocal track to yes. be reckoned with. It sounded a little bit like scatting. It was influenced by scatting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're gonna listen to that song, uh, and I, w- I want to get your thoughts, Chris. I can't wait. Uh, we are going to talk about Who's where... Jeremy Renner? <laughs> Just kidding. Knows. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, he was. He's the guy in Solo. He played Solo in the new Han Solo movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, that could be true. Nobody saw that. Uh, we're going to talk about... I saw it. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I, I've heard it's all right. Yeah, it it's matter. not as bad as the mm-hmm. sort of... It's like Waterworld. Waterworld got this reputation for being this like horrible movie because it didn't make its oh, money. Oh, it's back. amazing. Waterworld's great. Jeremy Renner's also in that. Yeah. As, oh he's yeah, that's the, right. He's the little kid. He's the with main the gills. dude. Oh, he's a little he's the little guy. Main. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. he's the main dude. He's in that. He was in Batman. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Batman he's been, and Robin. my favorite Batman. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about where the Democratic candidates stand entering uh, the. Fourth of July holiday, I yeah. guess. Uh, after the debates, we are going to talk about uh, how, where the Democratic candidates stand with regards to how much money they raised last quarter, and then we're going to talk about Border Patrol uh, and specifically, you know, Fox trying to defend them. They're like, people are coming for the Border Patrol. Yeah, you need to shut up, leave these guys alone. Think about the guys with the guns. Why don't you? I mean, Fox News loves people in outfits like uh, yeah, yeah, uniforms. Doesn't matter what kind they are. That's true. They get Except for football players. That guy has a uniform. Stop yelling at him. Right. We're going to talk about the LA Times spicy snack power ranking list. Mm. And by the way, we need to mention uh, you do need to refrigerate your eggs. We talked yesterday about how uh, other countries don't refrigerate their eggs. That's because the FDA in these United States of America... Uh, makes farmers wash off an extra additional layer of the egg. Uh, that layer is like a protective layer that keeps the bacteria from getting into the egg. And so in the United States, because our eggs don't have that layer, uh, they need to be refrigerated. In other countries, they leave that layer of filth 
on and uh, it protects the eggs from getting bacteria. Chris, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Well, I feel like I've already used all the good, really good ones because mostly I do search for just metal detecting videos and magnet fishing videos and mud larking videos. But I do also like to um, look up anything about Bigfoot. And once again, like I don't really care if it's 100% true. I I uh, I like to I don't care sort if it's hundred percent true. Bigfoot. Construction of that sentence. You know, I don't care if it's hundred percent true. Well, what I'm hearing about Bigfoot. Now I think. Okay, now the, these guys. You guys have actually heard me talk about this in private because this is something I talk about a lot. Which is this thing that I've found out that like just doing my usual, just seeing if there's anything new on the Bigfoot news front, mm-hmm. like on YouTube. Uh, which is best probably for Bigfoot news, I find. Yeah. Um, it turns out that when Mount St. Helens erupted in 1980, mm-hmm. like already, it's, I've lost your whole No, audience. no, They're I'm like, yeah, fucking what? into 1980. this. Do you remember Mount St. Helens when yeah. it blew up? And the It's like the biggest volcanic eruption in the contiguous United States, I believe. So apparently, so I'm like watching this thing, and like Mount St. Helens Bigfoot bodies was like the thing on YouTube. Whoa. And I was like, what? What that sounds good. So I, so I, so I, so I, I don't up. care if this is a hundred percent true. <laughs> so anyway, Maybe like there one, was only one Bigfoot body. I mean, like that matters. All it takes those, is one. It's one of those documentaries made by some nut. You know, like of who, like, just like, but but once again, like I'm, like, <laughs> it's made by a nut. Surprise! It's a big Bigfoot right. document. But anyway, I think Bigfoot's real. But anyway, it's a separate thing. Anyway, this guy made a little documentary and says, okay, when Mount St. Helens erupted, the Army Corps of Engineers did what they always do, which is they went up and they collected all the animal bodies because they didn't want disease to spread. Okay. So they, they went up there with a helicopter and I guess like a bag or whatever, and they and they filled it up with all the animals that were dead on Mount Just St. Helens. Just one bag. Yeah, I was already like, when I heard that, I was like, kind of like, I was already like, well, that's kind of, I didn't know they did that. I was like, the first thing I thought was, I didn't know that they did that. After every disaster, they collect all the dead animals. I had no idea that happened. So, so I was like, that did kind of make me think, huh, that's weird. I didn't know they do that. They do that. Okay. So anyway, then this is when it got also, I was still, I got a little more skeptical when they said they put all the animals in separate stacks at the bottom of the mountain. Uh Uh-huh. So like there was a stack of like elk and like a, I mean I just right. like why, so why they can be properly buried examined or whatever yeah, yeah. identified by family members yeah, yeah. so there's like yeah. a stack of elk I guess and a stack right. of like deer and then a stack of like raccoons or whatever right and then they have a, one stack <laughs> under a tarp mm-hmm. this oh, is all yeah. this is all rela- relayed as true this is not a joke this so the, after the Army Corps of Engineers gets all the animals like they do and put them on an ark just kidding but that's what it sounds like they're doing right. Underneath the tarp, one of the one of the somebody's uncle, who was in the Army Corps of Engineers, talked to this documentary filmmaker and told him uh-huh. that he went and looked under the tarp, and that was a pile of Bigfoots. Wow! And I'm going to assume that was the shortest pile. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There probably wasn't that. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're tall, weren't. but they're, when they're dead, but, they're just laying down, and there aren't that many of them. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Right. Apparently, there was a tremendous. Bigfoot population on Mount St. Helens, Northwest. and so they were very be- negatively impacted by this explosion. You should impacted- be a benefit concert. Is plural so, of for big- all the Bigfoots impacted <laughs> by Mount St. Helens? Well, I mean, so this is this gets further. So then somebody else's uncle. It's always right. somebody's uncle. Also looked under the tarp. No, he was working not only under the tarp was there a bunch of Bigfoots, but then there was a medical tent. Where Bigfoots were being, or big feet, and the jury's still out ask, on that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. no one knows. 
Uh, that's another. That's, <laughs> that's another the, mystery. That's the and key look, mystery. And I don't Bigfoot. care if that's hundred percent Only a true. Bigfoot knows, and you can never get him to say. So, do you guys go by Bigfoots or feet? You, know, <laughs> they, they, you can't. Yeah, but need medical care. <laughs> this fuck. This guy who worked for the Army Corps of Engineers, his uncle or whatever, mm-hmm. said that he stood by this medical tent and he thought that just these tall guys in big overcoats were going into the medical tent, and. And and getting bandaged up, but then he noticed one of them had like a huge amount of hair on his wrist uh-huh. or something, and he was like, "Oh my God, these are Bigfoots they're treating that didn't die in the thing." Uh huh. Then this other guy, another person's uncle, uh, or ste- or stepdad or somebody who worked for the forest service or whatever it was. From these, are uncles. These, are these are all checked. These are all checked out. Whatever. Yeah, uncles it's the and uncle stepdads. whisper network. The titles. uncle whisper network is very reliable. These are all official titles. Stepdads. Why are they and mentioning that they're somebody's uncle? I don't know. Just because, yeah. just to prove that it's not some random guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is somebody's uncle. It's just this some is random guy tied into a family. Right. This is a legit person. This guy yeah. knows people. He's got. You know, he's, he's got, got siblings that fuck. He's got nephews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy's real. Yeah. So, so anyway, he said that there. This is where I really, I doubt this is true, but I don't know that there was an Army Corps of Engineers <laughs> guy who was talking Bigfoot <laughs> to a Bigfoot, and that the idea is the government uh, knows about Bigfoots. They talk to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they talk to them about, right? Because mm-hmm. well, I how mean, to like good tips on child rearing. But if they can talk to him, why didn't they tell him ahead of time to clear out of the mountain? If there's gonna, I mean, everybody knew that mountain was going to blow up. Well, that's because, know. you know, I don't know. Anyway. think of what color the big feet are. Right. If they were white, they they maybe would have got the message because they're brown. So they're you think like, Yeti are treated better? Yes, than Yetis Bigfoot? are treated, yes. <laughs> yeah. We all know about Yetis and all Yeti lives matter and their whole fucking groups <laughs> right. they got for that shit. But big feet, they're I mean, un- misrepresented. You know what I mean? And But whenever I mention this story to people... They always are like, first of all, what are you talking about? The Army Corps of Engineers collects all the animals right. after disasters, <laughs> right. and that's when it's everybody else for for them it falls apart. I'm right. easy to just I'm easy. I'll skip right over. And that then the next I, thing is, like, I'm like, yeah, maybe they don't do that, but maybe they do. I don't know. I'm, I don't work for. I don't have an uncle in the Army Corps of Engineers. They're right. like, sure, sir. Uh, again, this is a Wendy's. So, what is your order? <laughs> Uh, I'll just do they? Does the Army Corps of Engineer go out into the woods when, like, on an ordinary day and collect any animals that know. happen to die, just in case? They I mean, spread I'm only like agreeing with this because I saw Chernobyl and I know that the dudes are shooting animals, and I'm like, yeah, well, right, maybe that, that checks was out. because they wander from. Sure, the, but again, you know, maybe they were worried about like zombie animals. Anyways, it's just Chris, real, go, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm just gonna say, like, a tie-in for this is that that just got me going into deeper stuff that. I didn't know about like in 1924, a group of gold prospectors uh, um, uh, were attacked by Bigfoots with boulders. <laughs> Holy shit! And uh, the canyon that they that happened in is called Ape Canyon now, for real. For mm-hmm. real? That's on the map. So yeah, exactly. So so and look, and <laughs> so I don't care. Think, if, uh... I don't care if it's 100 percent true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think it's fun. I I don't know if it's true, but you know. Yeah. I, I've I, heard that story before about the tarp, uh, and I don't know. It's, it feels it's like to me interesting. It feels like to me they would do probably do something more elaborate than, than a tarp. A tarp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I do feel like that's probably yeah. Why, why not just drag them elsewhere? Like could they put the tarps how securely they put them on there? Right. Or why were they letting people? And if it's that secure, why, like all right, why look, were they letting people peek, dude? If you, yeah, <laughs> if you need medical care, go to the tent, but put a hat on oh and try gosh. and play it low key, dude. What did they think? Hold on, man, this dude's wrist all hairy. Apparently, there must have been a basketball team in overcoats up on the mountain. Oh wait a minute, they're extremely hairy. Oh. 
Oh my God! <laughs> I like that they. Yeah, it's like that's not a basketball team. That's Bigfoots and overcoats or big feet. Total cartoon logic. Of yeah, the overcoats. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> but favorite. it wasn't till the wrist hair right. blew the whole planet. <laughs> Wait a minute, sir. Do you have the time? And then he pulls back his. Wait a minute. <laughs> Great day, isn't it? You don't even have a. <laughs> you don't even have a watch. Wait a minute. Uh, no, I, I have to get back to my kids. You know. God damn these, but these then bills he, are adding up. The Army Corps of Engineers guy asks him in Bigfoot what time it is. As usual, up. this first act uh, has gone off the rails. Okay, I'm sorry. Crofton, Go ahead. Uh, what is something? you think is overrated i think overrated is uh being in a bad mood okay fantastic yeah people too often say that's a good thing well i think that this is the <laughs> here's the thing because ufos basically recently <laughs> <laughs> ufos have recently been pretty much like announced to be real right and since nobody can be mad about it they just skipped over it and went straight to betsy ross nikes like right. i mean like we should be excited oh yeah i'm i, I for one want to meet our alien overlords yeah. but but there's nothing to it's much i'm just saying like you know like you can be psyched about aliens being real because that makes everything feel like then that's i don't know that's hopeful like maybe there's more to this life than just your shit doesn't matter than just getting uh upset right and so i i just was thinking like about that i was thinking about ufos being real would be normally a great thing but nobody knows how to yell about it so they just are like oh well that sucks who cares well i guess the thing like, is like what no about- one wants to acknowledge how um inconsequential their own life might be right it's like well if that's true then maybe it is a gigantic expanding universe where i'm nothing but a piece of fucking bacteria right right on a rock but right but then but but i want to get mad at the manager of chipotle right now exactly and i think there's no way to tweet effectively about aliens being real um in any kind of snappy way well (laughs) i think do it do it with a thread along with your findings on bigfoot i'm sure (laughs) people people will catch on or maybe i should just say underrated is aliens being real is underrated okay yeah Mm. you covered over and under in in a short amount of time that's crazy uh yeah there's that uh apocryphal story about how when the conquistadors came ashore like during the Mayan civilization, like the Mayans couldn't see them at first because their brain couldn't like uh, functionally process take into them. account process like the shape of the ships and the and it's definitely like an apocryphal racist thing right. where it's like the brown people couldn't even conceive you know, of something they were this advanced. Uh, but I do think maybe there's a kernel of truth in that that's being proved out by the UFO thing in the sense that. Our brain was not designed to comprehend things that are that much bigger than the human species or that that much bigger than our lives. So we've just chosen to be like, yeah, did you see that story in the New York Times? Yeah. All right, moving on. Donald cool. Trump. Jeremy Renner has a new album out. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like all this mystery stuff for me is just a way to to say like, yeah, everything is very difficult on Earth. But maybe there's more. Maybe yeah. there's more than than meets the eye. And if there isn't, transformers, uh, we can all be nice to everybody and 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 uh, and everything. But then maybe someday, Fox News will get attacked by aliens. Right. Oh, for sure, <laughs> that's happening. And look, and I don't care if that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> so I don't know if that's underrated or I guess I guess I just was like I I was just trying to think of a, a way to um, yeah no I think that's absolutely that, yeah. Well, yeah, that's like sort of true thought. Yeah, the first step towards ending your own suffering, right, is to just sort of think less of yourself as being like the fucking star of this tragedy. Yeah. Of I'm not good at like, that. 
I'm not good at doing that. Oh yeah, I'm but sorry. I'm aspiring to do it. What cha- what's well, what's the difference between us and the ants that you step on? unwittingly and end that ant's life. I mean, it's like a shortcut to wisdom because they say, like, the more you learn, the more you realize how little you know. And this is by accepting the fact that there's all these huge mysteries out there that we know nothing about, that that's a shortcut to understanding, like, your place as a speck in... Yeah. When the Dalai Lama turns out to be a moron, (laughs) you got to look to the skies. That's my point. When the Dalai Lama... What the is fuck canceled. They look to the skies. Yeah, I don't even. Better be a Dalai Mama. <laughs> I, I, nobody's I can't believe fucking it. with her. I, uh, I think the Dalai Lama. You know, I was suspicious of him when he when he was hanging out with Richard Gere. Right. <laughs> Years ago. What is a myth? What's something uh, people think is true? You know. To oh, people? I was going to say overrated, but I guess I did them both at once. So then I'll do a myth: is that people with uh, cute socks are fun people. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that myth. I think the biggest sociopaths in the world use cute socks as a way to disguise or to try. Right, you'll meet Venus the biggest. Trap. Yeah, you'll meet the most sociopathic uh, hedge fund motherfucker. Right, and he'll be wearing the cutest socks you ever saw. Right, and I'm just <laughs> telling you, ladies, I'm wearing white socks right now. Yeah, yep. they're not cute. What brand are those? They, I, they I'm say a, DOC will, on them. <laughs> I will. Cool. What brand is that? That's CB uh, oh. G- GML. That's my cold brew. Got me like uh, oh. tube socks. Um, so I, I just want to let you know that I am a, a nice person uh, with nothing. I have no money or anything because I am a nice person, and uh, you know my socks are normal. And it's my way of saying I will uh, treat you right. And if you're, if I was wearing socks that had little typewriters on them, or I don't know what people get on their socks. Yeah. You know, you better watch out for me because yeah. I'm trying to compensate for some evil shit that I got. Also, sometimes I do wear cute socks and I'm still nice. But <laughs> it doesn't mean that's the thing. The where's thing. the line? You know, where's the line? That's you don't know. No, Just, I would say audience. draw the line when the guy you're you're dealing with with the cute socks is, is it a the fucking color creep. spectrum. That's I would say if lot... the guy you're with is a creep, uh-huh. right. that's where you should draw the line. Uh, and you don't don't let his cute socks factor into. Well, he's a creep, but he wears those cute socks. Also, <laughs> right. So now it's more like don't let cute socks, you know, dilute dilute. I'm just saying cute socks have been weaponized by bad people. Interesting. And you know what? I don't care if that's 100% true or not. I'm, <laughs> I'll fuck with that. I'm never going to get I, out of I that one with that, that 100% I love that. It's my favorite. <laughs> I don't care if it's 100% I, true. I totally, that, was 100, that was 100% a real thing I said, too. I know. That's, yeah. I, you know what I mean, though. I mean, like, yeah. even if it's like, I, yeah, even if it's super far out and I know it's bullshit, I still like to try and stick with it. Yeah, just see, just just try it out. Just for the fun. Yeah, for sure. Why not? All right, we're gonna go to a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And guys, we are flying off the cold brew. I got cold uh, brew for days. We are passing Literally. a passing a bottle around that Chris brought in with him of cold brew. Ninety nine bottles of, of cold brew on the wall. <laughs> Ninety nine bottles of cold brew. Oh God, I've lost my. You mind. take one down, you have diarrhea. Ninety eight bottles of cold brew. How, uh, how did this become my brand? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Democratic field real quick, guys. Uh, Biden was hurt. By his performance in the Democratic debates, Kamala Harris was helped. But it, it's interesting, Politico was writing about this and the fact that Kamala Harris vaulted to second place overall in the in the polls. In um, Iowa, right? 
Was uh, that Iowa specifically, or this is a national? I think it was overall. I think this is a national poll. Oh, gotcha. But then uh, they also broke it out by over 45 and under 45. And it's crazy how it's basically diametric opposites. Uh, it goes, for people over 45, it goes Biden at 29, Harris 17, Warren 13, Sanders 8. And uh, for people under 45, it goes Sanders 21%, Harris 18 Warren 17, and then Biden 13. So, hmm. yeah, I, I just, it makes me wonder how much of Biden or people's fear of Bernie is, you know, pre-Cold War conditioning, where it's just like sure. socialism bad, communism bad. Well, I think also, too, there's still that, you know, not all Democratic voters aren't super woke, too. And Biden is still kind of like, oh, yes, a like older Christian white man is still in charge and they like that version of like what the president is. Right. And I think seeing he looks you know, like all the presidents. Yeah, exactly. And I think just for the same reasons, other people sort of like, I think at a certain age, they just aren't willing to say things like out loud. I think like when you look at even how the support goes, if you ask those people like, well, what about Biden's record on these things that for people of color or any people who are just sort of aware of some of the problematic uh, policies that Biden supported, they're like, ah, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, so they're not in touch with that as being like a third rail issue, whereas other voters are. And I think that just sort of shows like they're like, yeah, that's like a thing that only like people I don't know worry about. Yeah. Biden, I think Biden's a safe. I mean, obviously what they're trying to they're trying to make Biden the candidate. Right. But, but I mean, the the, the wealthy uh, DNC people. Right. And uh, what he, what is he's doing? He's still the front runner, right? He's still in front overall, but he. He was in front by like huge percentages before the debates, and uh, he took a huge, huge hit. It's basically coming down to like more neck and neck. Like he's up four percentage points as opposed to like 14, 20 right. percentage points in polls. Um, and I, then after those top four, by the way, I was surprised to see the, the next closest in this poll is Mayor Pete with 4%. So damn. he's fallen off. Yeah, it depends. Like other polls, he's definitely getting a, a bigger share also. So it all it all kind of varies. But I think when you look at just sort of his performance in the debate and how much Twitter engagement there was with him after and like how much Googling of him occurred too. Right. People that, like, are just finding pro- out about him. It sounds like he's, yeah, there's starting to percolate a little bit over there on that side. Yeah. It's I'll- so hard to really get your head around that people are going to vote for Donald Trump again. <laughs> that I can't, it's like- yeah. Their own Democrats into I don't they don't know what to do because and I don't blame them I I am a Democrat I guess if if I I think the two party system is is designed to ruin everything really because there is no such thing as a Democrat or a Republican there's just people who have usually overlapping views in a bunch of areas but that because we're all you know controlled by the media thank you. Um, uh, the, you know, that, 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 you know, we've been effectively divided in half against, uh, you know, cause we don't know anything better. I mean, we, we can't get out of it anyway, but, but as far as, uh, I don't understand, um, the Democrats are confused because they're like, we got this guy that's, that's, that's just horrible. And, and, and because the economy's doing well and because people are, 
or it's not even doing well. That's the thing is, it's, you know, it's not even, it's yeah. doing well for Wall Street. It's doing well for. And even then a lot of investment banks are like, uh, there's probably a good chance a recession is going to hit. Right. At some point. So I, Democrats are just in a bad spot, you know, and I, and I think that uh, the, the best they can hope for is that, I mean, but I, Biden sucks. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, Biden is not the right guy, you know, but, but he's better than Trump. So it's like. Right. Right. That's where we'll see. I mean, we'll see what shakes out in the debates. And I know a lot of it, too, is like you for for Trump to really get defeated, they really need to energize like that cross section of women, people of color and like very progressive voters. And when you can get all of those people together, then you have something a little bit better. Like a lot of people of color were not energized in the last election or motivated to vote. Yeah. And so that's why it's interesting to see some of these candidates, like especially with like the support Kamala Harris has from black voters is a, I think she's only second to Biden. Biden still has a good chunk of support there. Right. But his lead with black voters has starting gone to, from like it's a, it's 20 something percent to like 4%. Right. I guess yeah. getting the vote out is the most important thing. If we could get more progressives to the polls or just young, anybody who with a brain to vote against the old people who are going to vote for Trump because right. that looks like, as you said, looks more to them. They're like, that's what a president's supposed to look like, right. a white guy. Yeah. And they're, the old people are the ones that vote. And that's why they don't get their benefits fucked with. Like the reason why the old people are all stocked up on Medicare and everything else is because they know they're the ones that go to the damn polls right. yeah. and they'll fuck with everybody else because they know they don't vote. I well, mean, now, that's a line yeah. Obama says is I wouldn't let my grandparents uh, or I guess you wouldn't let your grandparents pick your music. So why would you let them pick your president? That's great. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's perfect. When that, But that's why you also see, I mean, we've talked about before, like how much more Gen Z voters are actually engaged, even more than millennials in terms of like their turnout in the midterms. And so, you know, Gen younger Z. voters. Yeah. Hold the phone. Yeah. Hold the friggin' I'm hold older the cell than phone. I even thought I knew I was old. But. Hold that clear telephone you got in the magazine drive. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like, I mean, younger voters are definitely coming out in in full force and at at a bigger, you know, they're a bigger chunk of the electorate uh, by the time 2020 rolls around. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So what, one other way that people are gauging, you know, support for the different democratic candidates is, uh, how much money they raised. And you were saying that one of the kind of big headlines, one of the indicators that looks good for, uh, the fifth place candidate, Mayor Pete. Uh, is how much money he raised last quarter. Yeah, $24 million last I mean, quarter. That's damn. That's pretty big. Yeah. And I think Obama in 2008 was something around this this mark too. Right. When and there were was, like five candidates back yeah. then. So. Um, which is interesting, you know, obviously, because like he's definitely, I mean, Bernie Sanders also put out his numbers on Tuesday and he said he also has $24 million, but $18 million came from small dollar donations, and then they were transferring another $6 million from other accounts to like this new $24 million amount. <laughs> so Mayor Pete is out, uh, out raising, uh, fundraising Bernie at the moment. But, you know, I think when you look at sort of uh, the, where his money's coming from, uh, people from the Bernie campaign were saying that the most common uh, occupation of contributors were, quote, teachers, and the most common employer was Walmart. Right. So, and I think, you know, that shows because he's had a lot to say about that. And he's actually connecting with a lot of like those uh, more blue collar voters that I think is also something Elizabeth Warren is trying to tap into as well. But, you know, with with Mayor Pete, I think he's playing the high dollar circuit. He's like, yo, come one, come all. You want to write a fat fucking check? I'm here for it. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie have a much different model. They don't want to do that because they don't want to feel beholden to any donors. Um, So you can take from that what you will. But really, I mean, at this point. 
your money is just going to predict how long you can stay in the race. Right. You know, like I think some people are like, oh, wow, he raised all this money. This guy's a shoe. But like when you're really, when all that money's starting to be spent in trying to stay in the campaign, you know, it's just with the more money you have to burn, the longer you can keep it going. So, right. You know. Yeah. How, is, that, is, is Bernie doing the, um, or Bern, who's doing, uh, indivi- is he doing individual donations still or is he taking big money? No, no, he's doing individual. Individual. Yeah. yeah. And so is him and Warren. 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 Yeah. yeah. No PAC money, nothing like that. We just got to get Trump out of office because it's making <laughs> yeah. everybody so fucking miserable. I mean, anybody with a brain. Um, and and it's so hard to have a narrative to even think straight with him in office. I mean, it's so upside down when you have people saying that he's brought back, he's brought so much corruption, so much naked corruption. Yeah. And and people are still um, saying that this guy's doing the best job of any any president. You know, you got some old white people being like, not even just old white people, just misinformed people saying yeah. this is where where we want to be, and it's like. It's so disappointing and like confusing that I think it's made the whole country disoriented and and I just want him out of office so people can at least feel like there's a hope for the future whether it's with even with a corporate fool like Biden I, you know anybody besides Trump it's it's just just for the sake of everyone's brain to feel like there's a way forward Are you sure like a building because it's like having some having a guy in office who patently is is corrupt and having everyone Half the country being like he's doing a great job is just making everybody feel horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no like you know we don't know what solid ground is. Anymore. Yeah, is there a through line? Yeah, I mean I know life is random and everything, but still the the, the, the having yeah. some sort of path to the future makes you you got to feel like you're on some kind of. I mean, when you're yeah. at a spot where you've got a guy who's that corrupt it's, and everybody's, ugh, I can't. it's a weird situation because we're waking up to the fact that the current the system at its heart like. In neutral, the normal version of the system is pretty corrupt. It does not right. look out for uh, disadvantaged people, people of color. Like it just doesn't uh, look out for minorities. And and then we're also waking up to that while we have somebody who is way more corrupt than the status quo of the corrupt yeah. system in office. And so it's yeah, it, it is a, a weird kind of situation to be in where you're like, no, no, even the normal status quo isn't good enough where people, a lot of people are just going to be like, well, yeah, but it's better than this sure. shit. And I'm there's gonna... still people like getting crushed by capitalism too and are still trying to figure it out. And you have people like if you're older and you have a nice little retirement egg to sit on, it's easy to think that this president's doing great because nothing there, is really yeah, affecting you're, you. You're, you're insulated right. by you're your right. wealth. And then there are people who might not have that insulation with their with with a total lack of wealth, but they've bought the hook, line, and sinker, Koch brothers, whatever far right argument of sort of like, oh well, you're not this, you're not being crushed by the system because of rich people. It's because right. of illegal aliens. So that feeds their xenophobia, right? Because they can't make sense of like, wait, is it the boss of my plant who I should be mad at, right. or some sort of monolithic threat that I'm just being told right. to fear. I just realized, one. I'll say one quick thing, because uh, uh, I'm sure we have to move on, but I, I just wanted to say, I was thinking the other day, I was talking to my mother, actually, I was visiting uh, Nashville, and I was talking to my mom, and, and she's an old uh, woman, uh, and not old, fuck, she's gonna listen to this, she's a young woman. Um, <laughs> uh, nice, uh, good she, save, good she's save. She's a young woman, and uh, anyway, I was talking to her about this. And I was just saying the reason, finally, I realized why is everybody so mad that that people in, you know, in like concrete 
bunker or you know in, in dog cages are going to get a free toothbrush. Right. And it's because since the late 80s or maybe before that but certainly since when I was a kid in the job market this they took away pensions. They t- they made temp jobs, 50 hour a week jobs with no benefits. So the reason why it's not that people don't want they've managed to make everyone else so poor and so without hope that if they see a baby getting a free toothbrush it pisses them off cuz they're like I have to pay for my toothbrush right but it's not that they're if 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 we were able to talk about the fact that it's the fact that everyone else has been stripped of everything that makes right. cuz it used to be yeah. like yeah, of course poor people get free shit yeah. right. we weren't mad because everyone help. else had more shit right. now everybody's like I have nothing why do they get a free washcloth yeah. right like that's the source of the of the disconnect and why people are like I'm mad at at poor people because they get free stuff and they get the they're getting miserable shit but the the right. thing is that those you get it they get the bare minimum and I think yeah. that's why also it's important to have candidates that are connecting people's sort of helplessness and hopelessness and tying that to actually what is happening in the economy and financially and Joe Biden isn't the kind of candidate who's gonna be like you know why it's like that. Because Wall Street is conducting all the business. There are like a lot of our banking regulations are being dictated by people who leave these investment banks and now work in the government and things like that. There isn't so the candidates that are able to connect those ills that we experience, I think, are going to do better. Just like because even when Trump was running, he was kind of running on this fake populist shit where he was like, Right, yeah, man, it's all fucked up. Right. I'm gonna fix this shit. Actually, I'm gonna make it worse. But I think when you have candidates who are actually able to sort of help people connect the dots and to understand what the real problems are in this country or what the real threats to you are, that's just a little more education that I think the general voting population needs to be in touch with just for us to have any kind of progress because I don't think it's going to happen just out of the blue like that. Right. People have to really understand, like, what are the forces at work? Yeah. Last week we were looking at an article that we didn't end up getting to on air, but it was a bunch of Republicans analyzing, like, what they think. It's Republican political strategists who specifically got the last uh, campaign wrong. And they were talking about what they missed about Trump and who has the you know best chance at overcoming that. And their takeaway was that it was all personality, basically. It's just like he came off as authentic if you come off as authentic in the debates. And it just seemed like such bullshit to me. It seemed like it was like just giving, like not giving people enough credit for you know, the the thing that people got excited about was that he basically promised to do, like, populist shit, and then he also, you know, appealed to their, you know, racist side. But it, it's not like, I don't think it's purely a personality thing. Like, like No, people were, because he know. was telling people, it's like, we can do all, basically sort of saying, like, we can do the things that the left does, but we'll brand it as our own version right. that will still treat you with respect. So it's like, Obamacare, fuck that. We'll do a better version. Right. And they're like, great. It's like, so then it's like, well, it's not really the fact that it was this this uh, government subsidized health care that I didn't like. It's that I don't like where it was coming from. So right. now we can have ownership over a program that will help me. Right. And I think- yeah, sure. I think it's easy to say it was personality when you don't want to give up the ghost that it's like, yeah, a lot of people are saying a lot of shit has to change very drastically. Yeah. So, I mean, we were already talking about it, but the border crisis is, uh, you know, constantly in the news, constantly in people's minds. Yeah. And a border patrol is specifically, you know, getting a lot of attention. 
uh, and not in a very positive way because of the way, you know, the conditions that people are finding uh, these children being treated with. I mean, there was the situation where there was a lice outbreak among children at one holding facility. Right. And they were like quibbling over, they got mad at some of the kids for losing one of the lice combs. Right. And they're like, now you have to use the same comb. It's like, do you know, do you understand how lice works? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you use the same lice comb. It's fucked up. So uh, a couple days ago, ProPublica released a investigation into this secret Facebook group yeah. full of current and former Border Patrol agents where they are just vile fucking racists just joking about the deaths of immigrants, uh, talking about throwing burritos at uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, photoshopping uh, AOC to make it look like she's having sex with Trump and uh, immigrants and just the worst, like your worst nightmare of what an armed person at a- Who's dealing with these people. Who's dealing with these people yeah. would be is like just all over the place in this uh, Facebook group. Yeah. And they have, I mean, the already people are like, you know, I think a lot of these border patrol people, if they really have a conscience, you shouldn't go to work. Right. You know, and I think when you look at that Facebook group, you're like, oh, these people, it seems like there is certainly contingent of people who work in Border Patrol who are getting off on seeing this kind of like just inhumane treatment of people who are seeking asylum. And yeah, like after a few Congress people visited a lot of the the detention facilities on Monday, you know, we were hearing more just sort of stories. Uh, A woman said she was being told to drink from the toilet. Um, You know, a woman told Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that you know, was describing the treatment from these officers as psychological warfare. Like they were just waking them up at odd hours, just just saying really fucked up things, saying sexually suggestive things. And there was no support for even like children who only spoke indigenous languages. Like if they didn't speak English or Spanish, like, I don't know what to tell you, kid. Yeah. Like, and everything around this is just looking awful and awful and awful. And it's funny how like the right sort of, they're they're done with their, oh, she called them concentration camps outrage and are now kind of like now trying to sort of i guess recontextualize what's going on is like hey these guys are just doing their job right you know and that was something we heard on fox and friends where the uh the the, the great brian kilmeade uh was just like i mean Fuck that guy we should think about we should <laughs> I hate yeah, that no, guy seriously. so much we should think he i mean think of these poor these poor customs and border patrol officers mm. okay here's the thing Picture yourself, uh, you have a, a house, family of five, you have a party, you have 30 people over, maybe you have a big party, you have 100 people over, and you have two and a half bats. In the beginning, uh, it would be okay with 30. Then after 100 people, it would be a little bit taxed. Maybe you got to get outdoor facility. Can you picture 5,000? You could have the best facilities in the world, but they are so overstocked. 670,000 have come here illegally already. They had 89,000 last month. The month before, 130,000 coming illegally. They have facilities that hold hundreds, not tens of thousands. And now you're going to walk down there with the facilities that they gave, that they're not pulling out of their pocket, their uniforms you gave them, and say the facilities are not right. Uh, 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 okay, so it's a house party. Mm-hmm. At these concentration camps, right? Uh, it's just like a house party, just with like only two bathrooms. You know, we've all been to that bar, right? That's got the one bathroom, right? But they left three hundred people in here, right? Uh, also, he said overstocked. Yeah, yeah. he did. Oh, boy, he this doesn't whole... even know what he, he's an idiot. No, one hundred percent idiot. And just like the this rhetoric they use illegally, illegally, illegally. These people are seeking fucking asylum, right? And they're presenting themselves in a way that we're saying 
okay, this is how you do it. Yeah, right. here's a problem that's actually happening that we have all these people coming for whatever reason. They're yeah. coming. They yeah. are coming. They are here. They are people. Right. So you fucking put all the resources you can to immediately trying to put these people in a safe place. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's as simple as that. We have money in this country. We spend $640 billion a year on our defense. Right. Like, this is not, I don't care if the facilities initially are like, oh, you have a two and a half bedroom. Well, yeah. Okay. First of all, if you have a house with two and a half baths set up for the for the for the people seeking asylum in America, you fucked up, Brian Kilmead. Right, <laughs> you dumbass. Well, I think in, in in general, we just don't need to be detaining these people. Right, because the, a lot of the statistics show us that people who do seek asylum and have to show up for these court hearings do come back. They're not like, hey, you cut them loose this and then they're reality. in your lake house. Right. This is the thing. It's you. This is reality. Reality is the few. What do they again yeah. with the overstock imagery? Uh, Trump calls it catch and release, which is like a fishing term. Yeah, it sounds yeah. disgusting. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. It's important to keep in mind, like they they don't want to, you know, uh, let the fact in that the Trump administration uh, specifically has said they are doing this on purpose to dissuade more people from coming to yeah. the country. Like they're intentionally treating these children like shit. Yeah, because they want to stop people. F- from coming into the country, and it's not working. More and more people are coming. Why, yeah, because... and it's like, oh, how come you're not rounding up uh, illegal white immigrants in this country? Right. Hmm. Boom. Hmm. Weird, because that's also a thing that exists, but right. that's completely left out of their discourse because these are cruel fucking monsters. Yeah. What about the idea that, the just the simple idea that if you're cr- traveling to another country on foot or however they're yeah, However, no, on foot. You know, tr- with like with a baby and and things like that, you're not. You're already at a point. You've made a decision that where you're coming from is so bad. This whole the whole idea, the argument should be made by the Democrats that there's no dissuading a person who's desperate. There's no such that doesn't enter right. into the fact that doesn't factor in. You don't dissuade people from. It's like surviving when, when the global warming happens and. And people have to move out of the desert that that used to be New Jersey or whatever. Right. You're not going to be able to dissuade them from moving out, right? Because right. you make Maryland yeah. suck. Well, because I like, mean, I don't know. No, but I <laughs> it think doesn't make any sense. Step one to being a conservative is to ignore the actual foreign policy history of this country, and then just treat everything like it's in a vacuum. Don't don't look at, by any means of how that entire region of the country was completely destabilized by the United States and their thirst to keep socialist no, leaders out and things like that. And that was like the soft way to spread American uh, uh, the empire basically during the Cold War. It's like, well, let's make sure all these people are in our pocket, too. And right. we don't care what the, what the cost is to the stability of those countries or their economies and things like that. We'll have them under our thumb, create situations where now people have to flee and then act like, oh, I don't know why the fuck they're coming up here. Yeah. There's one post that I have to read from the 1015 Facebook group where someone posted the picture that was on the front page of the New York Times of the young father and his, you know, two-year-old child floating face down. They just drowned. Uh, And this person posted uh, that image and said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask, have y'all ever seen floaters this clean? I'm not trying to be an ass, but I have never seen floaters like this. Could this be another edited photo? We've all seen the Dems and liberal parties do some pretty sick things. Um, So just to 
emphasize they are first of all he's just not able to or they're just not able to let the reality of the situation in yeah uh but at the same time he is referring to dead children as floaters yeah so it's a casual enough it's a common enough thing that he's calling them floaters while also acting like this picture must be faked because they're too clean. Well, that would uh, force them to be a little introspective, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you had to sit there and say, "Oh my god." You could like write- I'm looking at I'm looking at a situation where somebody was so desperate to get here, they they perished in pursuit of trying to have a better life. Right. But I'm going to just go and be like, uh, let me just fucking plug my ears and be like, this is probably in Photoshop or something. Because, right. you know, if I had to really think about that, then, you know, mm, yeah, maybe I'm the fucking evildoer. Well, the, I, I, the only thing I don't understand, and I do understand it because, I mean, apparently the Democrats just recently, like, petitioned the, the Trump administration to loosen the rules on derivatives. Did you hear about this? Like, like there, there was the the initiatives that they've 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 been working on lowering property taxes for uh, Democrats. I mean, are not they're not focusing. This is should be the issue. Should be the issue, not because it's a political issue, but if you are a humane person, everything should be going toward yeah. There, because years from now, the stories of sexual abuse that are going to come out of those fucking camps is insane. You can't put people. You know the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. You put people who are like glorified DMV workers in charge of children and, and and the psychology that happens is they start bullying each other into being less and less sensitive. So they say floaters and then someone else, will, just like in high school, like I'm going to act less sensitive and that's right. going to make me even cooler than right. the person who calls them floaters. So I'm going to call them sacks of potatoes or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's the thing where you, when you're, when, when, when you, when you, it's it, it's setting up a situation where I mean there have already been stories of that's the thing that concerns me the most is that they have these unvetted people taking care of children yeah. and where it's been proven before that that pedophiles move they don't pedophiles they don't get a chance to this is something they will gravitate toward oh, they yeah. will try to get these jobs they will build and, their and this is not something I'm making up yes, this yeah. is not this We've is a real fact this is like. An yeah. opportunity. Jerry Sandusky had been like doing a children's charity from like the time he was in his 30s. Like he built his whole career yes. and his entire reputation to put himself in a position because that's what, you know, that's what predators do. They are like animal predators who have been fully evolved to take advantage of any situation that will allow them to, you know, prey. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just it's just that should be the focus of everything, and and I think that the progressives could win the election just based on we are not monsters. Right. Well, yeah, and I think this is something we have to we're gonna have to wrestle with with our history too, yeah. when we look back at this and like, I mean, just any pick any photo recently of what these facilities look like, and you have to grapple with the fact that it's like that's being done on our dime, you know, like that's where like we're part of this and. What can what 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 can we do to stop this? Because I know uh, it's so easy to just get very uh, just sort of helpless about the whole thing. But yeah, like you say, I think we really need to confront our neighbors with this idea of like this is what is being done in the name of this country, like this kind of evil. And I don't know how many people can 
you know, I think a lot of people are going to do the comfortable thing and just try and figure out ways to be like, well, you know, it's probably this one thing and oh God, it is bad. But like, no, like we have to fucking really look at this and just be like, this is being done in the name of this country, like many other terrible fucking things, but this thing is on yeah. our soil. And then how are we going to answer for that as a, as a society? And we are powerless. I mean, this is the thing. And this is why people fucking instead, because they're like, how am I going to help these children? And they can't fucking do it. They're like, maybe we should go down there with bolt cutters. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You'll right. fucking get shot. You cannot. Congress people are having a hard time getting into these camps. Well, they're funding it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, the, the only way, unfortunately... Um, and that's why everybody's like, well, I want to take care of the kids, but instead I'm going to get mad at Nike or whatever. It's like, you know, that's misplaced. I get that the the instinct is good. Well, if I'm powerless in this area, then I'm going to be powerful in this other area that's ultimately fucking just compensating for the fact that I know I can't free these kids. But the one thing you can do is everyone should be calling every single representative in this country nonstop. Right. saying, make this stop. Make this stop. You will have sexual abuse on your hands. You will have Abu Ghraib times a million on this... You know, that's the reality. And I and you know, I wish there was a way to go down there with bolt cutters, you know, but there's not. We have been Yeah. Well you'll get you'll end up in you know, you can't do we've set up a military industrial police force. You're not gonna get anywhere near those camps. Right. But the only way we can rely only people we can rely on are people like Alexandra Ocasio Cortez and people who are actually making noise about it. That's the, the best thing to do. Yeah, and the Republicans coming back with these lame—they still—they sound bad. They sound bad. It saying, sounds Fuck. awful yeah. to be like, oh well, it's really yeah. just like this. Like, it's oh, not. what about the people that work there? I'm sorry. Well, it's funny too because even in Brian Kilmeade's little fucking dumb take when he's like, oh, and then like you want to show up when like the facilities are so bad. It's like okay, so then you do acknowledge that the state that these facilities are in are actually unacceptable, right? Right. Therefore, then what? Your administration, which you are a part of the Trump administration, created these conditions. So what what is your point? I mean, look, they need and they need to put all these customs and border patrol people like they need to also be accountable. I don't care if we're just they shouldn't just be going after people at the top. Like if you're participating in this actively, you need to fucking also be accountable for this. Yeah. And then Brian Kilmeade fucking after he gets done giving his hot take based on nothing. He fucking pulls out his goddamn peanut butter and jelly with the crust cut off out of his backpack and fucking eats it in the corner. And he doesn't have a single friend. I can guarantee you that guy doesn't have a single friend. Well, not online. I got, I got a lot of people online. In real life? No, online. That guy must have, I'd hate to see his apartment. I bet it's got like a, I bet he has a jukebox with like God smack on it. <laughs> in his house, you know what I mean? Like rich people get, he's rich as shit. Right, so I yeah. bet he's got a jukebox. And I it's bet the shit marble. on it is so fucking bad. Uh, I bet he's got like, Save a horse, ride a cowboy on his jukebox. <laughs> and he has parties, and nobody shows up. And he eats all the dip by himself. Brian Kilmeade's jukebox, the most hopeless cultural artifact. <laughs> for oh, I want to get Brian Kilmeade. I want there to be a reality show. Brian Kilmeade's apartment. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, <laughs> his palace. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and booyah, booyah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna switch gears. That was a cold brew booyah. Oh, to Jeremy Renner. Um, we talked last week about a uh, clip he teased that had everybody just anticipating, just drenching our bench for 
his eventual uh, release of his first original song. Drenching our bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. That's, yeah, that's, I've never like heard that original. before. Yeah. Uh, but Get it let's, tatted. <laughs> let, let's hear the, <laughs> let's hear the uh, I guess it's a teaser trailer for the song. What's the song called again? Uh, I think it's called Is Unpredictable. I gotta tell you, I know, heaven don't have don't a name. Got a na- na- name. Have, okay, sure. What is it? A rap song? <laughs> well, no, just listen. For, so, Chris, you know, you're a musician, you know, and uh, just uh, let's just listen Chris to the vocals. Yeah, style. And this is, his own, is this part of the Spider Man soundtrack or something? Or is this no, no this reason is, for it? No, this, this is, is a just, rich okay. guy with free time. Uh huh. Okay, so unpredictable. I gotta tell you, never be the same. Shannon don't have a name. What? So unpredictable, I gotta what? tell you. What was the last thing he said, though? Shannon don't got heaven, a- heaven don't got a name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. It does, too. I mean, it's so, it's, it's so it's unpredictable, I gotta tell you. Wait a minute. I don't understand. Can you just play that again <laughs> one more time? Play that again. So I'm predictable, I gotta tell you. Never be the same. Shannon don't have a name. It's so unpredictable, I gotta tell you. It'll never be the same because heaven don't got a name. First of all, uh-huh. I thought he said gender don't gender don't I have a name. I thought it was Shannon don't Shannon, have a name. Yeah, Shannon's my Noah. sister's name. But you can't say something that doesn't have a name right after you say the name of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, it's like that feeling of seeing someone fail and you love it that doesn't have a name okay. Schadenfreude so now are you <laughs> now, <laughs> here's what I think now this is something that somebody else captured of him singing in the shower with a drone with a microphone no. on it nope. so someone took a he, drone here's no, what I think oh. happened someone took a drone and flew it outside Jeremy Renner's shower okay. with a big microphone on it and caught that little snippet of him soaping himself up He. this is he in self- studio of self-release, and him. I don't care if you if it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> but based on the video I saw, it looks at least ninety-eight percent true. Oh this my! This is a video God. he approved. Okay. Uh, and then once it goes into the Imagine Dragons shit, uh, it starts like showing all these like blinking colors, and then it's just like a a glamour shot of him like looking off into the distance. Okay. And a so this is a car. cry for help. This is like he's going to be in rehab in like It's like what happens when minutes. you're you're rich and you have a hobby you and you have free time. You just act it out all the way out. And right. you're like, he's probably, a, you know, wanted to be a rock star but, his whole life. Acting, acts, you know, is probably the biggest tragedy in his life that his acting career took off rather than him being a musician. And I was like, well, now I got all this money to do my, I'm a dig I got to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's shower singing. Okay. Well, how about this? Why don't we and listen to the it sounds like finished. it was recorded in so, shower. So wait, by the way, he tweeted that video with the words, I think like coming soon. Yeah. Some uh, dot, dot, dot. Prepare your neck. I sing that kind of stuff exactly like that in the shower. <laughs> do like you? that exact thing. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know, like, you right. know, I was scrubbing up, uh, <laughs> I'll be scrubbing up. I'll be scrubbing up. I gotta tell you. Yeah, I mean that's like. Well, okay, listen, let's listen to Mr. Conditioner. The... So they, I got you so... know, Mr. Conditioner coming down the pike. All right, you know what I mean? Like what, same shit. I, I mean, love that song. When it's dripping down your back. Dripping down my back, back. Mr. Conditioner. <laughs> going down my crack. Mr. Conditioner doesn't have a name. Conditioner. Let's play the original. Let's play the finished product, yeah, so the release since track. Since we last spoke about this, because when we last spoke about it, we had only heard what we just heard, which is the teaser. 
He has released. He has released the song. I love how songs have teasers now. Well, yeah. Jeremy Renner. Songs Welcome to the Spotify trailer for the world's worst song. Uh, and we now have the his first original song because he had already re- released a couple covers. Yeah. Uh, that are just unspeakable. Uh, House of the Rising Sun. House of the Rising like Sun. Every person who auditions oh, for the voice. Idea. Right. And mm-hmm. by Crash Test Dummies. Yes. Are you kidding me? He covered yeah. that. So he's he having that. a full-on breakdown. Why? You don't like that song? Well, no. Is Jeremy Renner's covering that? Yeah. Yeah. He's got some kind of. He no, must he, have a, he's, he's, got, a, he's got a brain tumor. He's. <laughs> <laughs> he's living in a. He lives in a weird space. Like he sends uh, Christmas cards out every year, like to uh, members of the Hollywood Foreign Press. And my mom has one of his like Christmas cards. It's always him by himself, and yeah. it has nothing to do with Christmas. It just looks like a guy who is like, "Hey, it's me. It's December. Here's a card." I feel He's, bad for celebrities sometimes. Well, okay, let's let's not judge. He probably lives in a volcano. Let's not judge a teaser by its sound. Let's judge a track <laughs> by its final mix and master. Okay. All I remember, she grew up in Atlanta, but she moved to the Bay. An uptown beauty you can never escape. Who'd you get to write? Heaven don't have a name. Let's hear that line again. She keeps it old school. Damn, all right, turn it off. I can already see a fucking Dodge fucking truck going over a hill of dirt. Um, What the lyrics are so weird, like something from Georgia, but she's from the Bay and fucking... Heaven don't have a name. It starts out with him saying, the only thing I remember is she like is from the Bay but grew up in Atlanta. It's yeah. Like, that's the only thing you remember? But I didn't realize he was going to hit that falsetto. So unpredictable, I got to tell you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he didn't even use the, the track that made it into the song for the teaser. Because yeah. he knew you were, because he was he like knew that. You were going to be expecting exactly, the, yeah. unless that's part of the pre-chorus, and that's just what we get like in the second time the chorus comes around. Because he's really trying to build for a nice release into the chorus. That song sounds like if I'm producing, you know, that song sounds like cocaine, right? That's cocaine. All that's cocaine all, all by yourself with some dude that is producing. Yeah, like you're hanging out with this dude who doesn't know met. the word no. Yeah, he met him at the Sky Bars. I don't know what's yeah. the current. No, the Mondrian Sky Bar. Yeah, you still yeah. Need he met some guy who's there. like, yeah, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. He's what like, you... I can produce your shit. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, yeah. What do you got, man? Yeah, and he's like, well, I got this thing. She's uptown from the uh-huh. bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from the bay. She's from the yeah, from the fucking bay. Heaven don't have it. That's fucking incredible. Oh, I can fuck. put so many sound effects on that thing with my laptop. I'm gonna come over. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, is your car here? Should we, should we yeah, fucking Uber there? Go, I don't go. know, man. I got a fu- I have a fucking hard drive full of sounds I can bring over, man. That's like fucking, fucking, you know, people like Jeremy Renner end up living in houses with no furniture and just like cocaine. And that's how what happens to- He is a house flipper, as we talked about. He bragged about how he's like one of America's great house flippers and makes like millions off of it. Woo. His this Hollywood reporter interview is really goes to what what you're kind of speaks to what you're talking about. Uh, he talks about being a pacifist and how he's never been in a fight in at the beginning of the interview, and then by the end he tells this anecdote. And I quote: "This guy chokes me with the scarf I was wearing. He called me a because I was wearing a scarf. Then he shoved my sister, and I got behind him and I choked him out, put him to sleep." 
<laughs> permanently. <laughs> what? what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm a pacifist, dude. Those are better lyrics than the song. Yeah. Right. He should have said all that in a song. <laughs> They're probably just and then wait. I choked him out permanently. I took a scarf. This man stepped to me at the Mondrian. I was wearing a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, look, Jeremy Renner, man. Countdown to rehab. Get Five, ready. four, three. He, stri- he strikes me as someone who fucking is just off the realness of his life, just yeah. flying. Like I, I feel like that, too. I don't think he's, I don't think this is a drug thing. I think he has always, like. It's his ego. Yeah. That's it's all. just, he's he's on that Scientology shit, but his oh, own. Oh, he's a Scientologist? Sci- no, he's not. He's, but he's got that line, like he's tapped into a whole other power source right. that we need to study. Actually, science needs to figure out what it is. It could just be called the confidence of a white millionaire. Cold. <laughs> but if you could turn that into a pill. Cold. Cold. Super producer Anna Hosnia. Cold brew has a similar the, effect. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Nailed it. Uh, that's really weird. It's like he's one of those guys that watched his own movie and like saw like people look. They think they're the person in the movie. Like right. he thinks he's the person in the. He's movie. He's Hawkeye. Like, he's like, look at that movie. I played a genius, so I'm a genius. Like, right. That's what. Man, he's like, man, you want to see me fucking shoot this fucking arrow, dude, from fucking 200 meters? Dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, fucking stand there, dude. Yeah. I'll fucking shoot the whole yeah. fucking thing right now, dude. You try and choke me with a scarf? Don't you remember when I shot that arrow? <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't shoot. All right, never mind, Hawkeye. Yeah, actors are so strange because he's so terrifying and like in a completely different way in the town. It's just I don't even know what movies he's been in. Sicario doesn't matter. Nah. Yeah, is he Solo, Sicario, fucking <laughs> Game of Thrones? What isn't he in, man? <laughs> Come you know? on, uh, he's not as Game of Thrones. Come on, now. all right. Real he's briefly. also not in Solo he was in the for Hunger the record. Games. You know he's that, in the Hunger right? Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. Doesn't matter if it's 100% true. He played uh, no. Lando, right? In- I really <laughs> don't know. I saw him in one movie where the, those huge yams came down from outer space and they talked to the squids. Arrival? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he played he played the least convincing uh, scientist of yeah. all time. Or he said to stare at a fucking squid for Dude, fucking two hours. Dude, those fucking huge yams came down <laughs> talking to the squids. <laughs> that movie, man. Talk about, like... Uh, talk about yam seems important at the time, and then you leave, and then you're like, never nah. think about it again. Yeah, I think the coolest thing was just like the the real the beginning, but I'll watch it again. I don't even remember it anymore, but I just know that they were like two well, the movie, white people staring at squids for. An I'll hour tell you, and a half. man, the whole movie is unpredictable. I gotta tell you, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be going on. That has been and will keep going on in in the offices. Of the zeitgeist. Uh, real quick, LA Times created a spicy snack power ranking list of prepackaged spicy snacks. I don't know, man. It's, so it's on a it's on a matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got your worst flavor to better flavor uh, on one axis, the x axis, and then the y axis is more heat to less heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flaming hot Cheetos puffs are the best tasting, hottest snack. Yeah. But Flaming Hot Doritos is the hottest, apparently, by a little bit. Is it? Yeah. Look where it's plotted in terms oh, of heat. Oh, right. Or taste. Wait, where where are you looking, man? Flaming Hot Doritos. Oh, that's the best tasting. They have the tasting. best taste. But in that more heat and taste area, definitely has better flavor. I look, I don't care because it's all about Flaming Hot Cheetos. I can't see the chart. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just weird stuff. I don't want to see it. Okay, sorry. No. <laughs> oh, yo, shout out to Zaps. Crawtators? Have you had those? Zaps oh, Crawtators? Oh, man, the fucking... I, 
I remember the like we had an exchange thing with like kids from Louisiana at my high school, and they brought Zaps crawtaters, and I was fucking hooked. The Zap flavor, spicy Cajun crawtaters, not spicy at all, but the flavor, my lord. So are these are these like shrimp chips? No, it's like the flavor of like you know low country boil basically, but in right. a chip, delicious. So that's like crawdaddy potato chips. Yes. Got it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's a thing, like seafood-flavored crisps and, like, other, like, cook or not cookies, crackers is a big thing in, like, Korean uh, Yeah, you have, like, shrimp chips and shit like that, delicious. Mm. But, yeah, like, uh, I didn't even know they were Flamin' Hot Fritos. Mm, I don't think those need to be Flamin' Hot. I don't eat that Just chili cheese. I don't eat any of that stuff. Flamin' Hot uh, Fritos is in the uh, worst possible. They, They are low heat. And worst flavor. Uh, yeah, the absolute worst seems to be Trader Joe's ghost water. pepper potato chips. Yeah. Also, yeah. Andy Capps hot fries. Woo. Yeah, those they aren't... have that in the worst flavor part. I don't I know. Thought... I like Andy yeah. Capps. Those are addictive in a way that I can tell that they have figured something out because I don't like actively consciously like the taste, but I can't stop eating them. It's called it's MSG. Like, right. It's like food scientists <laughs> have just like. Yeah. You know, directly wired into some part of my brain. It's food called MSG. Scientists. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, food scientists. That's where. That's where the money's of, at, man. Instead of you know curing our diseases, that's where our best scientists are working right now. I eat kettle corn. There you go. Yeah. Add a boy. Kettle corn, seafood flavored. <laughs> seafood flavored <laughs> kettle corn. I eat God. that low country Hell boil yeah. kettle, kettle corn. corn. What you do chips? is you do yeah a low country boil in that pot, and then in that pot you make your kettle corn. Mm-hmm. Get all the residual. Yeah. Chris Flaming Crofton. hot kettle corn. Mm-hmm. Chris, it's been a, a pleasure. It's been you. so much fun to be back on. Where can people find you? You can find me at the Crofton Show on Twitter, and you can find me at Instagram, at Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, Chris underscore Crofton. Oh. The underscore is the, yeah. something I came up with. And uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, that's about it. You can find me on, uh, oh, and you can read my advice column, The Advice King, which I've there's like 200 of them. If you want to laugh all day long, you go read those. Fuck yeah. Those are great. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, I forgot about that. So, uh, no. <laughs> no, I, Take your time. I, I bet I, no, I bet I got one. I bet I got one. Because I, 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 I retweeted, uh, you guys have her on the show, Blair Saki. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She yeah. I, I, the last thing I retweeted was, uh, when someone punctuates their texts with periods, it's like, why are you enraged? <laughs> 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 Miles, where can people find you? Follow me, find me, Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Um, also, shout out to the women's national team who is on their way possibly to going to the final. I don't know. Right now it's 2 1. 2 1. Following it closely. Wow. Uh, you know, but there are some Arsenal ladies playing on the England time, England side, so I'm also rooting for them. But, you know, America first. Wait, there's <laughs> ladies Arsenal? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. We're the best. We're the best in Europe. We're the Unlike best Unlike the men's team. Music. Uh, you find me, follow that, I said that. Okay, some tweets I like. There's just some reductress ones that I'm loving all over again. Uh, this one is just, it's so stupid, but Chris, you might appreciate this one. Mm. It just says, is he falling in love with you, or do you just own a rare synthesizer? <laughs> <laughs> All my gearheads are like, mm, well, yeah, she's got that cork. Oh, here's <laughs> one other one I liked. I know this sounds like BS, a BS statistic, but apparently in the U.S. alone, there are enough comedians for every single citizen of the U.S. to have their own private comedian. <laughs> That's Henry, Henry, Henry Phillips. That's really funny.
It's funny because it's true. <laughs> the other one is just so stupid because it's just it's just this woman sort of smirking at the camera, and the headline is just "Allow me to set you up with some guy." <laughs> I don't even know why it's like some guy. Uh, some tweets I enjoyed: Ben Schwartz at Rejected Jokes tweeted, "Huge day for people who Photoshop different teams' jerseys on players uh, back on the first day of free agency because that was all that was being posted." Kellen at Captain Calvis tweeted, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% sure the CIA killed JFK. (laughs) And Megan Amran tweeted, whoever denied it, supplied it, also works with climate change. Oh, I saw that. That's a good one. Yeah. Mike Leffingwell tweeted, my favorite part of The Rock is when Ed Harris visits his wife's grave and her headstone says his wife. Uh, is real. That's just Bechdel cast lore, though. If you listen to my episode on The Rock on Bechdel cast, uh, we go off on that part. Oh, for real? So, you know, shout out to my old improv teacher, well, Mike how, Leffingwell, but he's late. That's how women define themselves, right? His wife! <laughs> and then, finally, another Kellen at Captain Kelvis tweet. Uh, I like Toy Story 4, but thought the scene where Woody bends over and slaps his bare ass and says, I'm a shitty little big boy, was a little much. <laughs> Uh, which I agree. That was the only part that I didn't love. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on. Miles, what is that song be today? It's called Before by Bibio. Okay? okay. So put this in your pipe. And go outside and enjoy the weather wherever you are and just, you know, listen to the relaxing sounds. You know? Hot. Thank oh, you yeah. guys you so much for having me again. Oh, thanks for thanks for being here, man. So fun. Yeah, go go listen to Chris Crofton's album. While yeah, go listen to my music. record. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist guys is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. And we won't be back tomorrow because even though it is a daily podcast, tomorrow is the 4th of July. So uh, we are going to be back on Friday with a little bonus treat for you guys. And then uh, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great holiday weekend or just long daily zeitgeist weekend for listeners in other countries. Uh, And we'll be back at you next week.